This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. Well, welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, and I've got with me, as always, Tony Shore. And, uh, you know, this show really is about talking about what's going on in the world, but also how that relates to what's going on in the state of Ohio. And, you know, Tony, I, I know over the past couple of weeks, there's a lot going on in the world. Well, really, the, the past few years uh, have been kind of a, you know, a, a test of willpower for a lot of people. But uh, now we, we've had a lot more volatility in the markets this year. We've had, uh, you know, uh, international issues coming up. We still have uh, COVID issues going on and inflation and uh, many other things that are impacting people out there. And, you know, I think we're you know really going to try uh, and focus a little bit more on, you know, some of these issues and how they really are impacting things uh, in the local community as well and kind of the changes that I've been seeing and noticing uh, as well and just what's been going on in the country and how it's been impacting people. Uh, but thanks for being on again with me this week. I always appreciate you coming on. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And I really appreciate being here, Robert. Uh, it's been fun doing the show with you. And I know you've been doing this a long time and really helping people out with their finances and their retirement income plans even longer. Uh, and speaking of finances, uh, the world is crazy out there right now <laughs> as far as finances. Uh, absolutely. You know, and uh, it's always interesting to see how fast things can develop and how fast things can change out there. Uh, you know, we, I always like to preface things, you know, in, in our industry with the, the, the licenses that we have to carry, everything we do gets reviewed before it can be published anywhere. So sure. uh, for, for how things may be different from the time of when we record this to when it airs. Uh, but right now, yeah, the markets are definitely going crazy. Uh, and we still don't know what's going to be happening with uh, Russia and Ukraine. I expect probably by the time this airs, that'll be different. Uh, but, you know, the conflict is escalating over there and the markets are reacting. Uh, also, the the Federal Reserve, uh, what's happening there and how they're impacting things. And I think that uh, even though as of this recording, I don't know the the, the Fed's decision, uh, what, I, what I can talk about there, and, and, and I think it's really what the markets are hinging on right now more than anything, is what is the Fed going to do? So you have to go back through the history of what what the Federal Reserve has been doing really the last, you know, about 12, 13 years, going back to the 08 and 09 crisis. You know, they, they learned that when you're in a recession, if you can pump a lot of money into the economy really fast, you can kind of shock yourself out of the recession and right. move yourself back towards growth. Now, 
you know, when you go back to it, the Federal Reserve uh, printed like a trillion dollars in response yeah. to the 08, 09 crisis yep. and and then started spending it. But then they started doing QE1, then there was QE2, then there was QE infinity. And this <laughs> spread out over years yeah. to the point where, you know, they got up to the point where they were, they were spending about 80, 85 billion dollars a month buying either toxic mortgage backed securities uh, or just uh, tr- converting bonds in the uh, marketplace. Sure. And so, uh, you know, with all of that, you know, it, it props up the markets. It provides some stability to the markets. And that's why we were able to pull ourselves out of that recession. I mean, that was, that was 08, 09's crash was a, was a very bad one in the markets uh, in, in terms of all that. Yeah. So when the time came though, because the Federal Reserve had been printing all this money, they, uh, you know, they, eventually they had to stop printing it. You know, they, 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 they tapered. That's what it was called, and where they slowly stop the uh, printing of this money, a little bit by little bit, and they, they spread that out over over almost a year. You know, that eighty billion dollars going from eighty to zero. So really, you know, spread it out. After they stopped printing money, you know, they they were able to wait about six to eight months. Uh, and then start to look ra- at raising interest rates and all that. Right. Uh, you know, so this, this spread out over a couple of years. And uh, then afterwards, the, then they finally said, okay, we, we've handled some raising interest rates. Now we have to start looking at reducing our balance sheet. Like all that $85 billion a month you know, adds up over time, added up to over $3.5 trillion. They had to let that fall off their balance sheet. And we saw that back in 2019. Uh, that was the year where they started finally like letting money come off the books and it played havoc in the markets. Uh, you, you, it's hard to remember 2019. I, I, I know, <laughs> you know it, it did happen though, I promise you. Uh, so uh, with all of that, now fast forward to what happened in 2020. You know, the markets, everything shut down. Uh, they, they learned that they had to inject a lot of cash, and this time they inject over $3 trillion into the wow. economy really quickly, right? Sure. Uh, and instead of injecting that spread out over time, they do it all like in a matter of a month or two, right? Like they, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they gave everybody, I mean, we all got those checks. We all got P, you know, the PPP loans that were out there and everything else like that. They, they handed out a bunch of money really quickly. Um, but then the Federal Reserve got to printing quantitative easing again, doing about $120 billion a month. So the markets have been watching that. And any any growth that we've seen in our economy and our markets has to have that asterisk by there saying, hey, this wouldn't have been happening if the Federal Reserve hadn't been pumping an right. additional $120 billion a month to stabilize things. <laughs> right. right. You know, now last year I was talking and I was saying how, you know, I thought in June, they would announce that they were going to start reducing or tapering this $120 billion. And uh, Chairman Powell kept pushing the the subject that, no, 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 inflation's transitory. We don't have to worry about it uh, all year long until November. Yeah, I love and, that uh, word you know, transitory that they kept yeah. using. Transitory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, like, just, just a little bit. I'm like, are we dealing with the homeless crisis or are we talking about uh, inflation here? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, which, which problem do we want to call as a, a temporary? Because yeah. uh, as far as I know, most of the problems out there, generally, most of them don't get fixed that often. No, that's uh, the from, problem. From what I've, from what I've seen, yeah, you know, the they, people are really good at identifying those problems. Yeah. Not so great in the fixing department. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in, in there. But in, in any case, so 
we, we, we pump all this cash in, we're printing 120 billion, they delay. Now, whenever the Fed is printing money like this, you know, they have a problem when, when it comes to cutting off the flow of money. Either one, if you, if you print too long, you run the risk of creating a bubble in the markets that can pop, right? And then you have a big drop in the market. Uh, or two, if you cut it off too fast, you risk the economy not being strong enough to support itself and falling back into another recession. So this is a balancing act that they have to do. Well, we printed so much money, you know, we 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 bumped their balance sheet up even more now. Uh, you know, it doubled it again basically. Uh, and now when you look at it, the in November they say we're gonna we're gonna slowly taper again, you know, over a six to eight month period to wind this hundred and twenty billion dollars down uh, with it as well. Uh, and the markets were fine with that. They said, okay, this is a nice plan. They don't see it as a big problem, but they're gonna reduce the spending. Then their December meeting comes about and they're like, ah, oh, we changed our mind, everybody. We, we need to stop printing this money a little bit faster. Inflation's a little bit more than what we expected uh, with that as well. So now everybody's just waiting and wondering what they're going to be doing. Meanwhile, you've got the child tax credit payments that have ended now. So people are wondering what sort of impact that's going to have on retail sales, spending, uh, you know, while inflation is going on and eroding the dollar. So you see a lot of that starting to impact and impacting the communities around you. People are feeling it more and they don't have as much discretionary income that they can go and uh, spend having fun or, you know, donating in different places as well, too. So. Uh, you know, all these things have an impact. You know, that's that's the point of this. And that's, you know, and, and when these things are happening, you have to start figuring out what your options are and what choices are out there. Uh, and it's funny because I always say, you know, I, I really appreciate being independent, Tony. You know, there, there's guys who are uh, market only people and there's guys who are like annuity only people. And, you know, being able to do both and see both sides uh, gives you a lot of perspective. Like oh, yeah. it, it's it's funny when I when I listen to the market people, uh, you know, they're, they're they're, they're, they're always great about finding that next growth option out there. This is the one that's going to start making money. No matter what time, of, no matter what's <laughs> going on in the market, there's always that one option that can still make you money uh, with that. But then when you start asking them about where, where, where the money you want to be conservative with should go. Right. And no one likes the bond market right now. No, I mean, no, no, no it's one been likes horrible the bond market. for so yeah, long. Yeah, you know, it hasn't done anything for the longest of time. Uh, and so most market people will just sit there and say, throw it in cash. You know, that's how we keep you in line with your tolerance is we create a whole bunch of dead money. Uh, and that 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 always bugs me. I think that's a, a, a you know, an, an ineffective strategy. All your money should be working uh, and just working in a way where you're comfortable. And so it is nice to have options like indexed annuities out there where you know you're not getting uh, paid or charged any fees on those. Uh, you keep your money protected when the market's going down. Uh, and, you know, you can get a good rate of return. And when you're, when you're talking about money, you want to be protected if it's between cash, bonds, or an indexed annuity. And mind you, most of them, I mean, yeah, you can go Go as long as 10 years in the state of Ohio, but those ones can average between four and 7% of accumulation uh, while you can get 10% out every year, usually after the first year. So you want to do your homework on these companies, but if you're talking about money, you want to be protected. Okay. Well, you got a couple choices in there. You know, you, you got to weigh them all, but if interest rates are going up and inflation is here, that means the bond market is going to struggle. You know, there's going to be some bonds that do well, but yeah. a lot of bonds are going to be struggling out there. Yep. Uh, cash is going to be eroded because of inflation. 
So you need something that can try and keep up with that as well too. And so indexed annuities for your protected money uh, is a much better option than many of the alternatives out there. Now there's still other options out there. There's things like structured notes in the market. Those are those are kind of cool products as well too uh, with it. So if you're not familiar with those, a uh, you know structured note, and this is just a rough example. Uh, you have what's called a cap and a buffer. Okay, so the idea is simple. Uh, you put your money into a position. Sometimes it's one year, maybe two years. Uh, at the end of that, you can cash out as you want. But over that time period, you may be tracking an index like the S and P. And if it goes up, you're capped on the top. Maybe maybe the most you could make is ten percent. But the first ten percent that's earned would go to you, right? So if it grows, I get up to 10%, but if it gets 15, I only get 10. If it grows eight, I get eight. Now there's usually a fee on these products, so you wanna be careful about how much fee you're paying in there. Uh, But on the downside, you also have what's known as a buffer. Okay. Uh, And the buffer is there to protect you. So say again, you have a a 10% buffer. It just means you don't lose the first 10%. Okay. So if the markets Mm. drop and they drop 8%, the only thing you're out is the fee that you've paid. If they drop 12%, you're, you're out the fee plus two, right? Sure. So, and that's a buffered index. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So there's different products like that that you can use and different options out there that you can use. Um, You know, obviously you want to do your homework. You want to meet with someone who's there to look at what your best interest is and be able to go through all the different options out there. Like that's one thing I don't like. I don't want to ever try and fit a square peg into a round hole. And realistically, I've met enough people in the state of Ohio now to know that uh, most people in Ohio, they, they know what they like and they know what they're comfortable with and they like to keep in that general realm. Uh, But still, it's good to know what your different choices are, right? Like you got to be aware of them because as times change, as your needs change, you might need something a little bit different that's better suited for you. So, uh, you know, hopefully you can learn more about this. As always, if you want to learn more, uh, you know, we're here for you. Give us a call 330-804-0123. We can help you start identifying, you know, how do you stand? Like right now, how's your financial health? How are you doing? Are you getting ready for retirement? Are you being prepared for that? Uh, Our goal is really to help people provide them with clear information about where they stand, what options they have going forward. Ultimately, if it means doing business with us, great. Even if it doesn't, we want to make sure that if someone's out there really willing to do the work and try and get, or it's not easy. It's it's a big task. Uh, You got to be brave to attempt it. And if you take that step, we want to be there to help you as best as we can. And all you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123, or you can always visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But we'll be right back more with the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast in just a moment. Do you feel prepared for retirement? Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management works to help people navigate the uncertainties of retirement strategies. If you would like help understanding complex topics like social security, tax deferral, or growing your nest egg, visit his website at wealthofohio.com or give his office a call at 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123 or online at wealthofohio.com. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast with our host, Robert Dodaro, and myself. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And Robert, great show today. We talked about uh, market volatility, things like that, and then charitable contributions. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, here in the state of Ohio, uh, a lot of people are very charitable. And uh, tax season coming up, 
uh, it plays a role in that as well, right? Yeah, so all of these things are playing a role. And one thing I know, so I moved to Ohio about 12 years ago from the state of Texas. Uh, I had lived in Ohio for a year or two when I was younger growing up, but sure. uh, I lived in Texas more often. And I, I, I can tell you different culture, different attitudes. Uh, but one thing I totally respect about the state of Ohio and the community that we live in is that uh, it is very community focused. The, the community looks out for each other. The community works together uh, and is very charitable, whether it's volunteering of time or working with different projects. You know, me personally, I've, I've joined the board of the United Way, and uh, it's it's definitely been something where uh, interacting with all the different local organizations and charities, seeing the problems that we have that we have to overcome, but also seeing the people that are working to overcome those things. Uh, you, I, you know, I'm very happy and, you know, proud to call this community my home because uh, the, the, the Worcester Wadsworth area, you know, the, the, the communities are just great. Uh, and when I looked it up, you know, I wanted to think about in, in, in thinking of charity and charitable contributions. I know uh, it's been a little bit tougher with inflation out there and, you know, all the, uh, the hits to the market and all those things. And normally that's the time when charities uh, struggle a little bit more. And I, you know, I've got, Good news. I, you know, found a, a nice little article online from Wallet Hub uh, talking about the most charitable states in the United States, and uh, Ohio ranks number nine out of you know the states. So uh, that's that's pretty excellent in, in terms of everything overall. The the, the good news is is that uh, we're much better than Michigan uh, with that as well. But we're not quite where Pennsylvania is, so uh, we we might need to step it up a little <laughs> bit in terms of that. But wow, Michigan's all the way down there at forty, so we're we're crushing <laughs> yeah. them. Well, you yeah, know, yeah. that's normal though, right? <laughs> right. right. I, mean, I every, think that's every fine. now and then, maybe right. But yeah, uh, yeah. So in any case, it, 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 it's apparent in the people you see it in there. Uh, as well, when you talk to people, there's a, there's a more genuine uh, consideration of others, uh, whether people disagree or not. You know, most people in the area are generally courteous about it as well. So I, I've respected that. And, you know, I, I still go back and even you, you talk about charitable hearts. Right. So I, I moved here. Uh, the about a week before LeBron made his decision all those years ago, right? The, the decision. And and so my first week in Ohio, LeBron's bolting on TV. Uh, but that, that year, I, I got tickets to a Cavs game, and it was right in the middle of their, like, longest losing streak. You know, I, I can't remember how many games it was, but it was, like, 19 games, something like that. Uh, and the Clippers were in town, and it, it was a Friday night, and the arena was sold out. And it just blew my mind that, you know, the team, they love the team no matter what, you know, with that as well. And, uh, you know, ups and downs, uh, the, the passion of the people in Ohio, you, you definitely see that uh, in the sports uh, and uh, overall just the way the community inter interacts with each other. So um, that being in mind, I always like to think of different charitable ways to help people out. And we talked a little bit about this last week, you know, for the podcast listeners, you know, you get a little extra bonus at the end. We always try and save something special for you. Uh, those of you listening on the radio, uh, you, you can check us out on uh, Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings on WAKR. But we also do a podcast you can check out at the wealthofohio.com. And, uh, you know, there you get a little extra. You know, we're limited to the 30 minute slot on the radio, but we usually give about an extra five or 10 minutes to the podcast, something extra tip. But uh, last week's tip was just too good not to share with everybody else. And, you know, 
when you get older and you get to age 72, you're forced to start taking money out of your traditional IRAs. It's called Required Minimum Distribution, RMD. So it used to be age 70 and a half. They've raised it to age 72. Uh, They're even speculating that they may raise it to age 75 moving forward as well, too. But while you are forced to take this money out and pay the taxes on it, um, if you are so charitably inclined as uh, as the statistics indicate, you know, there are advantages to sending your required minimum distribution straight to the charities. These are what's called qualified charitable distributions. So, in a normal situation, someone you know who's 72, who's a client of mine, we calculate what they're required to take out and uh, send them the money from one of their accounts or split it up between multiple accounts. Uh, but you know, we they, they, they get their money out. Now, if I were to send them that money and then they turn around and write a check themselves to the charity, um, then that charitable contribution that they are making falls under normal rules. You're, it's just like you're making a normal charitable contribution. And with those, you have to make so much of a charitable contribution that you uh, donate more than the standard deduction. So for a married couple, it's almost $25,000 as a standard deduction. So all of your deductions have to add up to more than that before you get any additional credit. So not a lot of wow. people get those deductions, right? Right. You right. know, like most people don't get to itemize anymore. In the a few years ago, before the Trump tax code, a lot more people itemized. Now, not as many because of that higher standard deduction. Yeah, I used to itemize, so, and then the standard deduction yeah. came along, and uh, my wife and I haven't since. So, yeah, there hasn't really been a need. I mean, it really did take care of a lot of problems in there, uh, and did lower taxes for most people. So it, it really was a, a good deal all around, but. When you do a qualified charitable distribution, so instead of me sending the check to my client and then them making a check out to the charity, we make the you know we have the company send the check directly to the client's charity or their church or whatever nonprofit that they have. Uh, when you do it this way, now you get credit for the charitable deduction uh, on top of the standard deduction, so you don't have to you know contribute more than the twenty five thousand dollars to get credit. So if you're already someone who's giving to charity and you're st- reaching the age of seventy two where you're going to be forced to take money out, uh, in a lot of ways it's going to save you a lot of money if you just donate straight to the charitable organizations yourself. So you know. There's always little tips. There's always little things you can do, uh, little things you can control to help. You know, in, in the end, it's not like you're doing this because you're greedy and that, you know, you want to get more money in your pocket or anything else like that. Most likely, you're probably going to give that money to somebody else or another organization. And that's that's the point is it allows you to give more. It allows you to do more good in the community. And that's really what we're all about. You know, it, it's helping the local community. We, we don't know what's going to happen with inflation and taxes and Russia and Ukraine or or anything else along those lines, uh, whether or not the government's going to be extending the child tax credit payments or anything else like that. All of these things have impact on the national level. But ultimately, as a community, it's our job to work together to help each other out, to share knowledge with each other in a way that benefits us all. And that's really the purpose of why we do this show is because we want to help with knowledge, but we also want people to understand that wealth goes beyond your money. It goes beyond the things that you're helping. And, you know, when you when you think about retirement, you know, I I always love meeting with the people who come in who have a good idea of the fun things they want to do. Right. You know, like some people you you get together and this is a lot of people and you want to be able to 
have an idea of the things you saved for, right? Like, why did you put this money away? Was the idea just that you were going to, you know, one day stop working and then do nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like office, office space style, I just want to do nothing, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, most of us have some ideas of the things that we want to do. Sure. And, uh, you know, and even me and my wife, a lot of the ideas we have don't necessarily match up. So we get to have our spirited debates and see who oh, wins. Yeah. That, that uh, happens you know, a lot uh, for most of us. You know. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, at the same point in time, uh, you have those goals, you have those ambitions, uh, you want to start uh, figuring out a plan. And so, I, you know, I, I listened to the goals people have, and I, I met with a couple recently, uh, and I thought it was awesome. Their, their, their plan is when they retire, they're going to go try and check off all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. You know, like, oh, go to a game at all of them uh, and tour the country that way. And I thought that was a that that's a pretty cool bucket list item if you can swing that one and make that happen uh, with it as well, too. And, you know, whether it's something like that, whether it's going to see the Grand Canyon because you never got to see it or uh even trying to travel overseas. I mean, I know, I know, <laughs> I know for a lot of people that's an iffy subject right now as well too, but you know, you, you saved this money, you worked for this money, you had ideas of what you wanted. And even if, you know, you can't come up with ideas of the fun things that maybe you want to go do, or may, maybe you've already had enough fun, be thinking about the concerns you have, you know, like if you were retired and you're sitting around, what are the things in the back of your head, the back of your mind that you're worried about? You know, if this happens, am I going to be okay? Right. Right. Because then you can start building plans to address those things. If you're not using your money, having fun, use your money to make sure you don't have any stress you know, as well. Both, both of those are noble goals, uh, in my opinion. And it's something that you want to work on because your wealth includes your health, right? You've got to be a, you know, if you want to have a long retirement where you can enjoy, watch, watch the grandkids go, go watch them play their games and, 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 uh, do fun things where you get to travel or go on vacations and, uh, spend time with the family, spend time away from the family as well too, at times. Right. Uh, you know, but, uh, you, you want to have your fun and you want to be able to enjoy it because your money's not going with you folks. Uh, and it's something whereby retirement seems a lot shorter these days for a lot of people. So have some goals in mind, have some ambitions in mind, because, uh, you're, you're never too old to go back and learn that skill again, or pick up a new hobby, uh, or just something that you can go have some fun with. And, uh, when you have those ideas and you know, you can go do them, then you have a lot more confidence. You tend to enjoy yourself more in retirement, uh, and live a, a happier, longer lifestyle that way as well too. So I, I look at people and, you know, when it comes to being ready for retirement, there, there's two sides. There's the financial side and then there's the mental side. You know, financially, do we have enough money? Is it going to last? You know, how long, you know, what can we do and what can we afford to do and what can't we afford to do when we retire? Uh, those are those are all important questions and all questions that, you know, if you need help with, there's financial advisors that do it. We do it at our company, Prism Wealth Management. Uh, it's something we do through our clear retirement solution. Uh, it's the process we walk you through to help you understand where you're standing, but also what options you have moving forward as you journey into retirement. But you want to you want to be looking at these plans. You want to be looking at your options, seeing what choices you have, because there's also the mental side of retirement. 
what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to keep myself occupied and engaged, really? Because, you know, the more you sit around in retirement, the, the, the older you get. I mean, realistically, that's that's when you're aging faster. And nobody wants that. You know, ultimately, we want uh, hopefully a, a good, happy, healthy retirement. So filling up your ideas and filling up goals uh, you're never too old to have a new goal, never too old to have a new ambition, never too old to go out and help somebody else. You know, uh, that, that, that always does me a lot of good when I'm out there in the community working uh, and helping out. But be, filling, be figuring these things out uh, as you approach retirement because you want to be able to enjoy your money. And, you know, spending your money is a different ball game. We're here to help you figure out how you can spend your money in an efficient way, trying to protect it as best as you can from the government and taxes, but while at the same time letting you enjoy your earlier years of retirement while not sacrificing later in life. So all this requires work. We walk you through it with the Clear Retirement Solution. All you need to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. 0123, or you can always visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But for our radio listeners, that's about all we have for you. If you're checking out the podcast, we appreciate you. And we're coming right back with some extra information just for you guys. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And welcome back to the bonus section of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast with our host, Robert Dodaro, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And podcast listeners, welcome back. Uh, This is the bonus section for you. And uh, Robert, there's just too much to contain during our regular Mm -hmm. half-hour radio show. So we have this uh, bonus content on here for our podcast listeners now, uh, there's been a lot going on. What do you have to add this week to the show? Well, as if there's not enough going on in the world, tax season is also oh, yeah. upon Taxes. us. Taxes. You know? Yep. So we talked about qualified charitable distributions and how that can help people over the age of 72, but a lot of our listeners might be under the age of 72. Yeah, we've got a lot that are between (laughs) the ages of, say, 45 and 70, so... Uh, we got to hit yeah, that range, yeah. too. And, hey, minimizing mm-hmm. your tax burden, that's what it's all about. We want to know how to do that. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of different strategies for tax efficiency, and you know we'll, we'll get into a, one or two of those. But you know, before we even do this, you know, I want you know a lot of people when they do their taxes, they don't know what they're looking at. So you know, I, I want everybody here to when when the time comes and you're doing your taxes and you're filing them, I want you to know what you're looking at in here. So you get this form, and it's called the 1040 form, right? On your taxes, yep. every time you prepare your tax. It's that first, you know, set of forms. The 1040. Uh, may, 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 maybe your tax professional is nice and has prepared a separate summary for you. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate the summary just like I appreciate when the news media writes a news article for me. <laughs> but if they're if they're if they're talking about something else, I want to find that something else and read it. So yeah. let's let's flip straight to the 1040 and let's look at line 15, one five. Right. So for a lot of people, this number is one of the more important numbers, whether you realize it or not. This is how, out of all the money you made, how much of it counted as taxable to you, right? So there's the amount of money you made, and then there's the amount of money that you have to pay taxes on. So normally the amount of money you have to pay taxes on is a lot less than what you actually made. So one, be grateful for that, right? <laughs> that, that's, that, is one, that is one of the great things in this country is that there is a lot of money that we don't have to pay taxes that's true. on, right? Yeah. You know, and there as well too. So be, be, be grateful for that. But at the same point in time, this number is the number used in calculating your tax bill, okay? Of this money, they're going to they're going to use this number and compare it to the tax chart to ultimately determine how much taxes you owe. And so we have what's known as a progressive tax system, right? You know, uh, in there. And the tax system basically works where, you know, the first so much money we make, we don't have to pay any taxes on it. Once we cross into the next bracket, a certain portion of our income becomes taxable. So when you're when you're factoring these things in, you have the 10% tax bracket, the 12% tax bracket goes to 22, then 24, get, gets bigger from there. But you know when you go into the 10% tax bracket, it's not like all of your money suddenly becomes taxable at 10%. Only the money that falls in that taxable income. So uh, for a married couple in 2021, and I'm just rounding off, it was about the first $20,000 of taxable income you had to pay 10% on the next $60,000 you had to pay 12% on. Uh, and then it went up from there for 22. So each step of the way, your, uh, you know, your, your tax brackets uh, matter. And so first look at your taxable income. Then when you're looking at your 1040 form, you wanna go to page two and there's line 24. So most people wanna pay attention to how much money they got back. You want to be paying attention to how much money you paid total, right? It's not, you know, it's not if you owed a thousand dollars or got a thousand dollar refund. It's how much money did you actually pay? And too many people out there think that if they got a thousand dollar refund, it means that they didn't pay any taxes. And that's, you know, first we want to overcome that challenge. Now, so line twenty four is there to tell you your total tax. This is how much money you gave to the federal government that year. So. All of these numbers are important. How do they benefit you? Most of the younger people I'm meeting with and the people that are approaching retirement are, are trying to figure out how much money per year they should be putting into their 401ks and their traditional IRAs, right? Right. Uh, and should I be going Roth IRA? Should I be going regular IRA? So when you do your taxes, right, the, uh, you know, the, the, the important thing that you wanna be taking a look at first is like I said, line 15. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well, and you know, it can, you can get deep in the weeds when it comes to taxes. And mm-hmm. again, I think regardless of who you do, use to file your taxes each year, you need to be working with a financial services professional like yourself to see how it's mm-hmm. going to impact not only looking at the year uh, behind you, rear view mirror, but ahead, looking ahead to yeah. how that's going to play a role, right? Yeah. So, and of course, all that matters. And, you know, when you're when you're building your financial plan, you want to be looking at a couple different things and you need a couple different people helping you. You need a lawyer, you need a CPA, and you need a financial advisor. Okay. All three of these people uh, are going to be the ones who have the knowledge and resources to answer the questions you have as you're looking at buying different properties, selling existing properties, making investments. What tax implications do they have? Uh, How do I leave them to my family if something happens to me? Right. All these questions play off of each other. And if, if you have those three people working for you, then anytime you have an issue come up, their advice is all three of their opinions are going to weigh in on something that each one's going to have a unique perspective and a, and a different set of questions they can answer, but that the other ones might be better suited answering for you. But it's always nice when you have one advisor who can speak to, you know, it's when they when they speak each other's languages, so to speak. Sure. So a lot of times that's what we do. We're, we're, we're calling the CPAs and talking to the attorneys on behalf of our clients. They give us permission so that way we can explain what's going on with their money and what what areas are protected already, what areas are weaknesses in the plans, uh, the tax moves that are being made each year. So. You want to be looking at all these things, uh, you know, if you've done any rollovers in the last year, making sure those are reported right. Man, oh man, you can have a huge hit on your taxes if you don't report those properly yeah. to yourself, uh, you know, with it as well. Uh, should you be doing Roth conversions? Should you, you know, it, does it benefit you there? Uh, a CPA can help you calculate. So I'll give you a great example of this. So last year I was looking at one of my clients um, and it absolutely, like from a tax perspective, I ran the numbers and it absolutely made sense for her to do $60,000 worth of Roth conversions, okay? okay. Um, called her CPA and said, hey, you know, this is the number I came up with when I crunched them, and this is what we're trying to do. Her husband starts Social Security in a year or two, so if we do this now, it'll be cheaper than if we do it a year or two from now when he starts his Social Security. And CPA's like, yeah, it makes sense for me on a tax perspective. That's the number I'd be doing too. And so mm-hmm. great, you know, works out well. But from a financial advisor's perspective, right, after after I know all that information, next thing I have to do is go back and look at her income, okay? She's drawing max income. Like, she is out there. Like I said, I always appreciate the people who are enjoying themselves, whether it's through charitable things or just having fun or whatever they're doing. But they're, 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 they're taking advantage of their savings and, and utilizing it to have fun in retirement. She is definitely one of those people. And the tax bill that she would take, even though it was a lower tax bill, um, you know, would put a dent and make it harder for me to continue generating that much income for her. Ah, sure. Yep. In there as well, too. So now you're in a little conundrum because from a tax perspective, it does make sense. But by doing this move, I'm also I'm also increasing the chances that I could run out of money before I die in there as well, too. So that's what I mean when I say you want to have different people and different perspective and different conversations, because if you're not looking at those things and you're not evaluating them, then all of a sudden uh, you could be doing damage to your long term health uh, or missing out on an opportunity in there. So and it's better to have this information up front 
than it is to just do a move blind and, you know, live with the consequences, so to speak, because sometimes there's some unfortunate consequences. Uh, I know even talking back and looking in at uh, the whole GameStop craze and everything that happened last year uh, with it, it's still going on. The, the the AMC theaters, the GameStop, those stocks tanked. I mean, everybody, they, they, they made those, those guys made their money, got out, and then a, a lot of people were left in the, in the wreckage of that stuff when it happened. And I was telling people when it happened. So, you know, a year or two ago, back in the, the pandemic, uh, people were running up the stocks of uh, GameStop and uh, AMC theaters because a lot of the big companies had shorted them, yep. basically <laughs> betting on them to go down yeah. and that they were going to lose out and sure. all that. So, uh, you know, I, I warned people at the time there's going to be a lot of innocent blood spilt over this. And sure enough, there has been. But there oh, was yeah. one guy who stood out to me. I still remember back in uh, the, the day Forbes wrote an article because, you know, he was an average guy, made like 60 grand a year. So he wasn't very high income, but he wasn't low income either. Uh, so. Uh, you know, he got in on the GameStop craze and bought and sold, bought and sold, bought and sold, and you know, made himself forty five thousand oh, wow. dollars on that craze. You know, did very well for himself. He was happy. He was donating money in the community, feeling good, uh, trying to make the world a better place with his winnings uh, and all that. Uh, then tax time came around the next year, and he got his ten ninety nine, and his tax consultant did his taxes, and all of a sudden. He had over a $700,000 tax <gasps> bill. Oh, my goodness. Because he was logging all the gains, thinking he was writing off the losses, but when you sell a stock and buy back into it within 30 days, you don't get to write off those losses. Yep. So he you know, he, he ended up with a massive tax bill and not much money to show for it mm. uh, in there as well. I, I don't think they've ever done a follow-up on that guy, but my heart still goes out to oh, him. Oh, terrible. Because uh, he, you know, he, he, you know, and that's why you have to pay attention. You have to know the rules. Uh, you have to learn this game. Uh, and it, it helps to have an advisor. It helps to have someone uh, who knows the rules, who can help you understand what your options are, what your choices are, so you can find the right things that fit your needs. So that's what we do. And, you know, as always, we appreciate our podcast listeners. If you ever have questions for me, you ever want to talk about planning your retirement, looking at building your own clear retirement solution, you know, give me a call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. You can visit us on the web at my prismwealth.com. But thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Uh, We hope we brought some good information, some good knowledge for you. And as always, we'll see you next time.